You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Here we are, another episode for our Year of Love series. I didn't know how this series was going to go. And to be honest with you, out of all the retrospective series we've done, I'm really having a good time with this. Tonight, we're talking about The Notebook. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Is this your favorite movie? No, no, Titan- fa- Titanic is your favorite movie. Titanic's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Titanic's my favorite. But you are a big Rachel McAdams fan, and is this this is the, the one, I mean, you've, you've praised this movie. You have, you have a poster of it, right? You have... Screenplay, too. Yeah. So you, so you have a lot of it. So I would think that the demographic for this movie and most Nicholas Sparks is probably the uh, the the young adult um, uh, lady, right, who is uh, kind of reading this in, in a more of an enchanting way. But um, I don't know. Sarah, do you think that Jordan is a bigger fan than you? I, I think yes, definitely. Uh, but I would say that it's not a young adult uh, oh. demographic on this. I think this is middle-aged woman all the way. That's what Nicholas Sparks <laughs> writes his books for. Yes, yes. I guess I'm assuming the middle-aged is going to be a, a have more sex in there. But I guess, you know what, you I, I correct because myself. Because you, you I, haven't I, read the books. Yeah. And you also haven't seen the beard version. No, I'm hey, sorry, the no beard version. Excuse me. Yes, that's right. what we were talking about. And yes, yeah, so uh, I'm just talking like I don't know anything. <laughs> no, there, there, there is. There is. Um, I, I do want to talk about this movie. I want to review this movie. I never would have a chance to review this movie, so I'm excited to review it. But there is two versions of this movie. And the version that I dub the no beard version, I can't find anywhere. And it's the better version. The movie is like 30 minutes longer and everything makes sense. This movie's chopped to hell. We got a different ending too when we watched mm-hmm. it. What was your ending? So Netflix, uh, maybe like three years ago, released the ending where... Um, Noah gets into bed with Allie at the end. They're both old and they both just fall asleep. And then the next scene is like geese flying over a pond. And we finished the movie and I went, wait, that's not how it ends. And we both remember uh, the ending where they both fall asleep. But the next scene is the, the nurse coming in and seeing that they have both died in their sleep. So dying in their sleep, I'm sorry to interrupt, is the not no beard version. That is the original version. Right. Now yeah, we have to compare the lovemaking a... scenes, right? Yes. Please well, not... describe in detail. No, no. Here's the thing. Since here's you why... have seen it. Do you guys know why I call this uh, the cut that I like, the no beard version? Anybody have any idea? Because you're accepting that you're fully gay when you watch it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, I'm going to ask this again and give me an honest answer. Do you know why I call it <laughs> the no beard version? Did Brian Gosling right, uh, shave his beard? Yeah. So, if you Google the image, I put it up on my computer just to prove it to you guys if you didn't believe me. But, this movie came out in 2004. I was dating a girl at the time. She took me to see this. I was dragged, kicking and screaming, didn't care to see this movie. I watched it, didn't care about it then. Meant nothing to me. But then when I was working at the movie gallery when I was a senior in high school, the movie came out in DVD. And it struck me 
because the image of the DVD was the famous kissing on the pier on the dock. Mm-hmm. The rain. He didn't have a beard. Oh. The beard was digitally removed. Oh. So that was the original cover of the DVD. And the DVD, this kind of brings you old school, did not have a pretty cover on it when you open up the disc. It was a one solid disc. One side was full screen. One side was widescreen. And the widescreen version was the what I call no beard cut, meaning it had like 30 minutes of extra footage added or deleted that was in deleted scene segments that makes total sense. So the version that everybody's seen in theaters, the version that people see streaming is the like the original theatrical version. But I cannot find this cut that I originally had and I wished I didn't sell all my DVDs and garage sales over the past 15 years because I would give this to you guys to see this because it would be a large bag with butter if you guys saw that cut. Because everything makes sense. So I'm rambling. So I'll give you some hints. I'll give you some hints. I'll, I will give you some things to go over this. Number one. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, I, I just threw that. I wanted to. I'm going to rate every sex scene in a movie with the popcorn system. Extra butter. Oh man, I'm gonna throw some extra butter on that one. (laughs) Oh, get some, get some ranch powder. Number one, in the beginning of the movie. Well, I'm sorry, towards the towards the beginning of the movie-ish, when Noah sees Allie again walking after the carnival scene, she says, "I saw you there with Little Miss Ribbons." So, in the version that we all saw that we're going to talk about tonight, you see in the background a girl with ribbons walking away. In the no beard cut, as I call it, there's a whole scene in the carnival where he knocks down milk jugs with the with the with the baseball and wins a prize for this girl that he was dating at the time in the in the movie, and she had ribbons in her hair. That's number one. He comes off as a jerk in this movie. Lon, there's uh, there's there's a whole fight scene with her and Lon in the middle of the movie that is completely gone. There is another scene where old Allie and old Noah are sitting on the porch of the house that he built, and she writes everything in the notebook to explain what the notebook is. That's Ooh. not even in this cut. She's like, wow. I'm writing everything down in this notebook. Because he comes out, and he's like, hey, what you doing, old Allie? And she's like, hey, old Noah, you know this dimension thing's starting to creep in. Here's a notebook. I want you to read this to me every single day for the hope that I come back to you at least for one night. Where was that in the movie? So, man, you know, the biggest thing on that, for for me, that you're saying that, was that there's a fight scene between her and Lon. Like, an additional fight scene, I guess. Right. Throughout this movie, and this was big. Like, okay, so we had talked before this, and Sarah had mentioned that we talked last night about this it was on my mind i had to get it off my chest a bit to play through the scenarios of what if through lon and noah what if i was ali well which one would i would uh, which guy would i pick which path would i choose it's it's a tough choice and i thought about it more today and i wanted to pick more towards lon and I felt it almost unfair because in the movie, it, the big part of it is that we know that in the relationship with her and Noah, they fight a lot, often, frequent, and about silly things. 
So it's an up and down roller coaster for them. And it seemed like they never did her lawn. So we never got to see that part. It's like, oh, you're genuinely happy. You're you're not fighting. You're enjoying your time together. So I never got to see the negative of them in this movie. I get to see a lot of the negative of her and Noah. I got a full story of them and not of her and, and Lon. So I wanted to pick just because of that alone would have picked uh, Lon. I, I, I will say this so we can move on with the review because I do want to hear Sarah's opinion on this. I'm really excited to talk to you about this one, Sarah. Is some of the deleted scenes and the no beard cut, again, as I call it that, Lon is still kind of a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like he's not because, because in this version, he's very Mr. Innocent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he did not deserve this happening to him. Right. In the no beard cut, there is a couple of scenes where he is a man of his time. That doesn't mean that in the movie, there's pretty much, pretty much is that, you know, like Allie came into his home office when he was trying to get some work done and she's kind of bugging him. And he just gets frustrated, you know, and he slams a book down or slams papers. Will you stop bugging me kind of attitude? You know, I'm trying to work here, woman, you know, stuff like that. So that kind of shows a little bit of a different side than Lon because Lon is vanilla as he's as dry as toast. Have, <laughs> have both of you read the book? Yes, multiple times. I, Many I, times. I have not. So I thought it would be a, a more of a unique thing where I've seen – or remember more recently this one version of the Notebook movie. Uh, Jordan has a, a wealth of knowledge of the other versions until he sees the other movie, and um, Sarah's always I always go to for the book knowledge. Sarah, Sarah, you did see the book, yes? Oh, many times. I was looking for my copy of it earlier, and I think it's it's in storage because I couldn't find it. But I do remember the last time reading it. Uh, it's a quick read. It's a fairly short book. I don't know, two hundred pages. And kind of finish it in an mm -hmm. afternoon, uh, and. I was a sobbing mess, just like I was at the end of this movie. Yes, of course. Of course you were. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I must have they cut a lot of stuff up, but let's but let's talk about um, this movie. So, um, how do I say this right off the bat? I, again, at the beginning of the show, said that I went to this kicking and screaming with a girl that I dated at the time. The reason why I like this movie so much is not because I legitimately think that this is a great film. It's just that when this movie came out and then when I revisited it again in college before I met my now wife, I, I was in a bad breakup, really bad breakup. And this movie just so happened to be there on TV or there was a DVD of it somewhere. You know what I mean? And I put it on and it just it just kind of like helped me get through that sad and lonely time, right, of any bad breakup. So that's why the movie kind of just stuck with me over the years was just because it always reminded me of you know me going through that breakup. Oh, a grieving tool for you, Jordan? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was just, you know, because a, a, a lot of that relationship was was Noah and Allie for me. You know, country boy. That's what I was. The girl that dated at the time. Very wealthy. Nice guy of a parent. You're like, yeah, no, yeah, bud. Like he ain't, he ain't good for you. You know, you, you need to marry your class, you know, like, you know, like that kind of scenario. So it was like, oh man, if only I built a house creepily, she would come back. Yeah. She so, could have been on movie guys podcast. She's missing out. She, 
she she could have been. Uh, Sarah, real quick, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, for the female of the group here, and I'm I'm singling you out for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't understand women with this movie, and what I mean by that, women, our age group, mm-hmm. because when this movie came out, like our age group was like seniors and and high school when this movie mm-hmm. came out. It was like perfect age, right? Noah's so dreamy. Oh my god. Like I have heard women say this. Like he's so dreamy. Oh my god, he built a house for her. he's so sweet. Blah blah blah. And now I'm in my 30s and I hear those same women go, What a creep. He built a house exactly for her and he built a painting room. What a weirdo. Now, do you agree? Do you disagree? Where do you lie in that? I feel like I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I, I do remember uh, like I have mixed feelings about this movie because when I first saw it, yeah, it was like, wow, it was so romantic. You know, he really, uh, you know, pushes like you're going to date me and he, he really pursues her. And I think when you're, you know, 17 years old, that's really romantic because you just want a guy who's really interested in you and just really wants you and watching it recently and I had I can't remember the last time I watched this um before this weekend um now looking at it it's like wow if a guy was doing that to me now I would just be really nervous really upset like why are you stalking me essentially forcing me to go on a date with you or you're going to let go of the ferris wheel and fall to your death um, the house part doesn't bother me as much. Um, I still kind of think it's it's sweet and romantic. Um, that it's, I mean, he, he built a house for her and he had a painting room. And uh, I think it's sad that, you know, he went to war and then he came back and he does this thing for her, not knowing that she's ever going to come back to him. And she just happily moves on to Lon. No, that's bullcrap. <laughs> That's bullcrap. That's after bull crap. the after the year of you know being very sad and blah blah blah, um, she moves on because she believes that you know he doesn't love her. But he continues to have that that candle burning, and builds her a house. I, I don't think told, it's creepy. Okay, well I totally disagree with uh, some of your statements there, and I want to get into it. Yes, okay, right off the bat, the first thing that you do with this movie, one of the biggest complaints I have with this movie, like we start off all the time. Cut the carnival scene out completely and have a new opening. Like, don't do that carnival scene, right? <laughs> it was. I just no. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm saying, don't do the carnival scene because Sarah is 100% right. You have Noah, his friend Finn, this other girl that Finn is dating, and Allie and her friends, and some guy with like this weird, like you know take a like kidnap a woman put her on a put her on a train track guy go with a mustache he 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 like that kind of guy and and he's just he's just staring at her like staring through her soul right and then he jumps on the ferris wheel does this thing that is creepy Mm -hmm. like that's not good at all uh because his actions are not like that throughout the rest of the movie i mean cut that all out really really terrible i i i mean he just has this obsession over her that just continues throughout his 
entire life. Yeah, it's sort of the single focus, the single obsession is if I build this house for her, she'll come back to me. And obviously it worked. Um, but like during the carnival scene, you know, making her say, I want to date you is just a little too much. And yeah, he was just, he was creepy the way he went around about it. No, he was, he was pretty creepy. But I was watching my wife during the scene because I want to see her reactions. And she was kind of just stone faced until Rachel McAdams took his pants down. Hmm. And she was like, ha ha. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. But why this is going on backstory, we get two old people, Duke and um, Mrs. Hamilton. And um, Duke is reading uh, a story from a book to old Mrs. Hamilton. And that's what this movie starts off with is um, the notebook. I, I, I really love the beginning. Anybody know who uh, Mrs. Hamilton is? Old Allie. Know who she is in real life? Anybody know? Gina oh. Rollins. Oh. Oh. The old yes. lady. She is the director's mother. Yes. Oh, I did read that. That's fun. Yeah. She's still alive. Uh, old Noah died in 2014. <gasps> yeah, it was James Garner. Yeah, he died in... I love James Garner. He was him. So, after this carnival creep scene, Noah just so happens, stars are aligned. This movie's not begging me right now to be good. I believe this movie is split in two different parts, right? Obviously. Because this whole beginning stuff, until the war, is just really hitting the... It's really hitting the beats, guys, right? I mean, he meets her at a carnival, creepily acts her out. She goes, I'll go out with you. Next scene, nothing in between. He's coming home from work. She's walking down the uh, street, and he's bugging the hell out of her again. Right? It's just hitting the beats. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then the next scene, they're at a movie theater. And they're falling in love. Are they falling in love? Yeah. Why would she, okay, okay. Why would she love him? You know, Sarah, I asked you a question, so I'm going to go to Eric now. So, Eric, answer me this. She she is forced to say she wants to go out with him in the beginning of the carnival. Then he pretty much, doesn't stalk her, but he just so happens to run into her on the street. And then he gets set up for an actual date at the movie theater. He sits behind her, and then he gets the confidence to go and sit next to her. Is she falling in love with him at this point? I She's maybe impressed by his persistence, but in this part, Right here, as a director, you have a decision to make because this would be a great time to introduce the first kill. Uh, the serial killer Noah <laughs> has obsessed over her the entire time, has now grown vengeful and just jealous of the people, other men, guys talking to her. And so, into the men's room, one of the guys go, he follows, and there, there's the first kill. And we, you know, it's it's a great build for that because he is that. That level of psycho, it seems. I mean, Brian Gosling was in, what was it, Numbers? Uh, back in, uh, what was it? Is that right? Let me look it up. It's a Do deep, you know what I'm talking about? deep cut. Was it was with, uh, I don't know, but it was with um, Sandra Bullock, because then they dated. Ew. It's called Numbers? I can't find it. I thought it was called, like, The Numbers, or Murder by Numbers. There we go. 2002, Murder by Numbers, Sandra Bullock, Ryan Gosling, and Ben Chaplin. I don't know who that is. Some guy. Oh um, but it's two high school students who come up with the quote-unquote perfect murder, and she's a detective. 
and it's sort of a ooh um said I know which a scream like a so they're like yeah but <laughs> spoilers <laughs> spoiler alert it's the two high school students who have have figured out how to do the perfect murder did the perfect murder and she's anyway um so yeah he's played a, a killer before right uh, i mean like and and his follow up to this was a drugged out uh teacher and full nelson so yeah. i mean he's played some interesting roles the director nick cassavetti said he only wanted ryan gosley because the quote is i wanted an unknown actor who was unattractive <laughs> yeah, as we were watching this, I was trying to remember why I thought Ryan Gosling was attractive in this movie, and I still don't know why. He is attractive. Uh, James Marsden is far more attractive. No! Than, oh, yes, yes, than Ryan Gosling. Dude. I hate Lon. Lon is a piece <gasps> of garbage. Oh, how no. dare you. I always you. hated Lon. I, I think 35-year-old me would disagree with 18-year-old me. I would go for Lon. Like, okay. get it I at. Mean, all right, fine. I mean, if you are going to be superficial and only care about money, that's fine. <laughs> it's you no, know, it's <laughs> sorry, no. Sarah. Superficial it's care about ability. Too. It's uh, he is also, I think, more attractive. But like, I understand that you know you're going for for what's his name? Noah for love, uh, but Opinion it's so is. volatile that. Like, what's what's the guarantee that this is going to be as passionate as it is at the beginning for the rest of your life? Like, I'm glad it worked out for them, other than the whole Alzheimer's thing. Um, but I w- we were talking about this last night. Like, you know, do you want something that starts out passionate and just kind of burns out quick or potentially burns out quick? Or do you want something that, like, has that slow burn for the rest of your life? Like that's more appealing to me now the first one because i will tell you uh my wife and i had this conversation last night and after this we need to talk about the movie some more is uh, this is no one alley's clearly my wife and i and no that's not your stereotypical oh we see ourselves as uh, it's it's my wife and i are oil and water we don't agree on anything this this is real behind the scenes here folks like we don't agree on anything but we well, just freaking Jordan, be modest. No, what I mean is that we, you we both like cheeseburgers, not. Jordan. Like we both. Like, well, no, I don't like cheese on my burger. I like regular burger. She oh, likes because you're not an American yeah, cheese. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm just saying I can understand this relationship. And I agree with the no one relationship because it's my relationship. You have that underbelly of love and passion. They just love each other. They fight. I mean, even she says uh, towards the middle-ish of the movie when they do their first breakup, right? And she's mm-hmm. and she says, I hate you, Noah Calhoun. I hate you. And she kicks his truck and she says, leave and get out of here. And then she takes a second and goes, wait a minute, Noah. We didn't really mean that, right? I mean, we just we're just fighting, right, bud? I mean, that's 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 my wife and I. So I kind of disagree with you on that, sir. Maybe but given the note, every relationship is for everybody, right? Oh, that sounds exhausting, man. Oh, it's it's fun though because because you just don't know. Huh? My wife has no idea who's going to come home that day. <laughs> it's like, Poor Gina. <laughs> Good lord. It's it's funny. No, okay, so we got to talk about the carnival. We talked about okay, so uh, after after the movie scene, 
um, the movie theater scene, we get a really, again, everything's just in the beats here, right? After the movie scene, we get the romantic, we're going to know each other. We find out that she's wealth, well, her family is wealthy. She loves to paint, and he's just a boy from the wrong side of the tracks. And he has her lay in the middle of the road in the middle of the night. My wife was smiling. Romantic? It's the boy who got you out of your comfort zone, who, like, made you feel a little dangerous. And I like to think every woman has that guy in her life who who did that for her. Um, so maybe Gina was smiling about that. Probably. Because I was watching her a lot going, why are you smiling? We never yeah. laid in the street. I mean, it's fine, right? I mean, it's... It's not, it's, it's not again, just about the laying in the street. It's the... It's just what it means to you. Right. Well, because he's making her do something. She, I mean, because at this point, yeah. she is... At this point, she's Rose from Titanic, right? Tracy, I made kinda, that connection a lot for this movie. Right. I mean, that that's what she is at this point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, boom, they start dating. They're crazy about each other. We get the narratives that they love each other, but they fight all the time. Um, ice cream kisses. It's very passionate, it, right? Yeah, they're, right. they're all over each other. Gina made a comment, though. My wife uh, made a comment that uh, he does have an aggressive personality that scares her when they were jumping into the water with the rope. Mm -hmm. And he very, very blatantly screaming at her to jump in the water. He's like mm -hmm. telling her, woman, you listen to me, kind of. Get in the water. Right. And, she, and Gina was just like, oh. I was like, what is, what's the O for? She goes, that's that's not okay. Mm -mm. And I was, I was like, really? So, Sarah, you agree with that? I do. Yeah. He And, I mean, he kind of realizes that he's saying it in that tone because then he kind of switches to like, oh, baby, baby, come on, get in the water. And then he switches right back to get in the water. I was just like, oh, okay, that'd be a red flag for me. Right. Well, a, a red flag for me is my girlfriend's crazy because we're on a beach and she decides to pretend that she's a freaking bird. Maybe that's What's a red with flag. That? Right, Eric? Come on. She's, she's a Help me free, out here. free spirit. But listen, not, it's not for me, but uh, also, <laughs> I, I mean, at the same part, this guy looked like Luigi for the first half of the movie, man. Come on. He's got this long face. He's wearing that little cabbie hat. He's just a he's a goopy looking dude, uh, but again, it's not about what they look like, right? They they are they are made for each other. They are they are in I love. I have that hat. You should wear that hat more often. I I will when you guys visit backwards. Gina Gina, Gina hates me in that hat, but go ahead. Sorry, and I interrupted you. I I I get that's not necessarily supposed to be a. About uh, the appearance is more about who he is. He works in the lumber yard too, which is so. Finn, his 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 boy, works mm -hmm. in the lumber yard as well. So I can mm -hmm. assume that he is in the same class as he is. So who is Finn dating? I don't know, but it's obviously somebody with money who's associated with Allie because he shows up at like the family dinner and things like that. And he seems like he's fitting in. He remembered or he was told he knew that he had to wear the white suit when Noah's in the black when he goes to family dinner. Like, oh, could you could you make him any more obvious that he's sticking out? That's what I wanted um, to, to kind of point out was that he really seems to be, even though he's 
with Noah seems to be of the other class. Like it just really fits in pretty well. I, I almost thought he was, and then I had to remind myself that he works at the, at the uh, lumberyard. Mm-hmm. The girl in the movie theater, the other girl, uh, Finn's girl, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. Don't even remember her name. Never do. She is like best girlfriends with Allie. Right, but it seems like. But she's a local, so she kind of like she kind of like coaches Finn. That's the way I take like behind the scenes. So she's a she's a local who has money. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean. Because she and Finn were at the family dinner where everybody's wearing white, and the mom starts giving Noah crap about making forty cents an hour, and you know, Allie's going to Sarah Lawrence, and that's in New York. Did you know that? Uh, but nobody makes comments about Finn or the girlfriend being there and right. being a lower class. Well, here it is. Well, is it is it uh, uh, Sarah Tuffington? Is that her name? Yeah. Probably yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. So we are speculating, right? And that's a part of our job. None of this is in the movie at this point that we're talking about, like the little details, you know. Mm-hmm. But my speculation is that they said, well, they, meaning Allie's parents said, we're going back home, right? That argument has been when that argument happens. So I'm assuming that where they live in this fancy compound, I guess, is their summer home. Mm -hmm. Because they kept on saying, this is summer love, this is summer love. My interpretation of this is that Sarah and Allie are just really good friends. Sarah's a local girl who probably as a little girl, grew up playing with Allie, you know, as kids play and they get older and they get older. Sarah has coached Finn. Hey, this is who Allie is. This is who her family is. This is how you're supposed to act. And I think Finn just goes along with the ride. I think Finn is a go with the flow kind of guy. And that's not Noah. That's kind of how I took it. Right. Cause we never see Sarah again, ever. After the dinner scene, right where they where they where they grill Noah about forty cents an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for the record, everybody, I did the math during the movie for people who are listening. Take note: at forty cents an hour, that is seven hundred and ninety-six dollars annually. <laughs> Just so you guys are aware. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. No. No problem. Yeah, dude. I mean, like they grill him. But what actually is kind of funny, right? So this director is not a great director. I mean, after this, he did Alpha Dog with Justin Timberlake. Nick Cassavetes is not like his dad. John Cassavetes doesn't hold a candle. But there's one scene that is kind of interesting. In this, right? So they do this family lunch, this brunching, right? And did you notice that everybody serving him was what? Black. Black, right? So it was like, of course. Hmm. Interesting. 1940. Okay. This movie but, is set in North Carolina in the 40s. Yeah. I mean, right? But this is what I find interesting. So they grill him about 40 cents an hour, about her going to Sarah Lawrence, blah, 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 blah. And the next shot is him on a boat taking his shirt off, beating his chest like King Kong and jumping in the water. Yeah, like I this that was showing- strange. Well, see, now I take that as is that he's not going to let them get to him. I yeah. Right, that- but if you're if you're trying to, like, make a good impression at your girlfriend's family, even if you don't care, are you really going to go out into the lake, take off your shirt, and jump in the water? Are you asking me? Because you both know I would. <laughs> how did you I impress mean, Gina's family? Sorry. Focus on the how, movie. How did I impress Gina? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, 
I don't know why she married me. Um, no, it's just, it's just, it's just to me that scene is, is so, okay. You know what? I talk a lot, Eric. How about you? Do you kind of agree with me on this or disagree that it was it was an interesting choice to have them grill him and then him just taking his shirt off, jumping in the water, being free, and or is that it's just nonsense? I mean, it's just kind of simple storytelling, really. Like a lot of this in this love story is really just simple storytelling, just the rebellion of of what love is or can be sometimes against the tradition of family uh, that the family has a plan for her. And well, love has a different fate. It says she chooses it and it has a theme in the rest of the movie too, because her and her mom obviously bond over it as well too. We get that scene, uh, which is very big because it's pretty much all but gives Allie, the decision of which guy she's going to pick. It, every part up until then, though, this this movie, I, I really do think the entire love story uh, was told. And then I have not read the book, but I, I assume that the story ending is similar to the movie ending. In that uh, they they kind of romantically, you know, that that secret is revealed that. Um, he tells her the story every time that she remembers. And uh, that's the punch. The entire story is just a simple love story to get to to that. So it really didn't matter a whole lot. And it wasn't anything original or new. It was, I don't, you know, this scene where he is at the family and he is in dressed in black in a very, very white crowd where he is on the canoe and jumping off where he is not afraid to be himself wherever they are because it doesn't matter. He has her. It just enhances the whole loves part of the whole, the whole thing. And, um, that's, that's all it was to me. I, I wasn't looking at it, at it, anything more other than just like, all right, well I get a message received what the dad is and the family are not looking at this kindly and they're going to, see if they can do about it. Let me give a talking to this boy. And right. yeah, it's, it's again, you know, it's very, very predictable. Very predictable, even up to the fight scene here, right? So we get the sex scene first. He, he uh, takes her to his lifelong dream, which is kind of funny because he's 17, 18, but his lifelong dream is to buy the Windsor plantation and bring it back to its, Glory days. Now, and he hold, says hold on. I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said his lifelong dream. That's what mm-hmm. he says. That's what he says. That's what he says. Okay. Okay. I so, mean, as it, in before he met her. Yes. Yes. Yes, before he met her. See, what he said was, he's uh, he brought her there, and he goes, it's my lifelong dream to to buy this property, to, to build it up, you know. And she goes, well, what are you thinking? Not in these words. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, well, what are you thinking? And then she planned the house out for him. She yeah. says again. She asked, "What?" Do you th- so, so she says, "I want a white house with blue shutters, and with a wraparound porch, with a wraparound porch, and then, oh, and then, and then, uh, and then a spot over the river so she could paint." Mm-hmm. So he he got that into his head, and then they made love for the first time. They didn't. Well, yes, they no. Jane I think and I it, argued, it was interrupted. Yeah. No. Yes. No, Gina. No. Eric. Just the tip. No. Maybe. Maybe that. A little tickle. Maybe that. Because Ring I'm trying the to be peace. 
Well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be PC for our audience here. I don't want to be, but I'm trying to be. But I no. think they get interrupted because she keeps giggling and, t- and saying, you know, I, w- I want to talk or what are you thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then the next scene is the pounding on the door and they both kind of sit up. I don't think they did anything. I don't think they did anything either. I actually agree with Eric. I think it was just the tip. Nothing bad happens with the tip because she moans. He's on top of her, and all of a sudden Maybe you hear some, her go some grinding, uh, some humping, yeah. some some yeah. good, you know, okay. some some good vibrations. Okay, okay, fine, right? Okay, so we'll just agree to disagree. Oh, and but. she later on when they do it, uh, she says, "Well, that's what I've been missing." So they did not do. Oh uh, wait, I that makes more sense one. now. I actually disagree with that statement, but I'll. Do you want me to tell you my? my point on that because we're not going to talk about that probably um i took that as an orgasm because lon is so vanilla no i just took it as uh no i don't think that's it i Uh, think it's she waited seven years to sleep with him no i was with you jordan originally i I was and and then i just now with uh sarah's explanation pieced it together they're like oh yes that makes it's fine yeah they got interrupted so they didn't get to do it she I'm assuming has slept with Lon and then she sleeps with Noah and her comment is, well, that's what I've been missing. Yes. That and is I her take, comment. yeah, but or that's what I was waiting for. I can't remember the line. Hold no, on. no, 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 no. All these years. And that's what I've been missing all, all these-, these years. And that's what I've been missing. I took that as, Oh, this is what's supposed to feel like as a woman. I mean, I mean, I mean, Noah went to town on her. We'll talk about that later. But I, I'm just saying, uh, Lon, 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 Lon is dry as toast, guys. Lon's not doing what Noah's doing. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. You know what? The one cuss word of the show. Fuck Lon. You don't know that. Hey, <laughs> no. how, how long have, have uh, Allie and Lon been together? Well, okay. So what happens is, because I'm going to answer your question with this. They break up. Okay. And then Noah moves to Atlanta. And it's December 7th, 1941, so Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. So it's been a whole year mm-hmm. since him and Allie break up. So that's one year. And he fights in the war. So she meets Lon, I'm going to say year two. They say that Noah and Allie have not seen each other for seven years. So I'm going to say, because of her age, she's in her late 20s. She's been with Lon for four or five years. Allie meets her fiance Lon in December of 1942. They date for approximately two years before he uh, proposes. And let's see. Are you going the for inter- the book? Uh, no, I'm. I think it's a. I don't know. It's a timeline that somebody did. I think it is based on the book. Okay. Why can't I look at that? So he proposes, so when the movie happens, which would have been, oh my gosh, why is this not sliding? There we go. They met in 1932. That's wrong, because the movie says they met in 1940. Yeah. Yeah, so that's wrong. And they they knew each other for seven years. Right, no. She says, I've been waiting for you for seven years. Anyway, the most... So a few years they've been dating? Yes. Yeah, let's say, let's say, let's say, yeah, a few years. All right. I, 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 so you know why I asked about the house. You guys kind of can, can figure out why I was fishing for that. 
that he had the dream before the house. So mm-hmm. like, and okay, so, and she had been with Lon longer than she had been with with Noah. With Noah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Noah. Noah's this for the summer, but the summer love was so passion because uh, they even say like you know when she's a nurse for the war, all the men, all the broken men, reminded her of Noah. Okay. All the men, all the men do. So the most expensive scene in the movie, we get the Germans bombing the American soldiers and Finn dies, gets blown in half. I was sad. Uh, but who cares, right? Mm-hmm. So Noah comes back from World War II and his dad, played by Sam Shepard, is excited, asks if he's so full of holes or whatever. And his dad sells his house and with Noah's GI Bill, they have enough to put down for the Windsor Plantation, and the bank's going to give them a loan. So Noah goes to Charleston to get the building plans approved, and fate steps in twice. Meaning, he sees no—he uh, sees Allie for the first time in whole, oh, I don't know, five years, six years at this point, and the movie changes. This is when the movie completely changes from your stupid, stupid rom-com this movie changes from uh, my best friend's wedding to a good movie now. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I mean, I mean, like, from going. from the point that he sees Allie having lunch with Lon, the movie all the way to the credits at the end is a completely different movie. I mean, like, I mean, he was angry. I felt his anger. I felt his hurt. I mean, like, he, you could just tell the way he looked. He was so disappointed, right? Because he was so excited to see her. And he knew that was her. And he ran off the bus and he goes to the window and he sees, you know, her doing her rich thing with her little hand. Haha, <laughs> kiss my hand. He's just like, <clears throat> right? So he just snaps. So here's the thing is that, uh, I mean, she's back in town because of her parents, right? Right. Uh, but I would assume that once her and Lana are married, that she would live with him. And I don't think he lives where where they live, right? Right. Charleston, is that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, do they do they actually give uh, geography in in this area or in, in no. this story at all? I would say that she probably lives in Charleston. Uh, they are um which yeah you're right geography is not my strong suit seabrook. here that's another thing i i'm just seabrook's not a real place anyway uh that uh what would have happened if they had not run into each other that day would do you think if they would not have run into each other at all that Noah would just be withering away wasting his life just hoping that one day wishing upon a star that Allie would come back, or would he eventually get over her? Uh, he was already over her. He was already over her. I, I mean, like, he was not at all thinking about her. And yes, he was. No. Yeah, he was because not. he no. was sleeping with the other woman, and she's like, who are you That's thinking later. about? That's later. He's talking about now. He's talking okay. about during World War II, during World War II, and he's fighting with his, with his, with mm-hmm. his men, and then he comes back in town. His dad says... Build the Windsor Plantation. Now, the narrator says the first thing that Noah comes to mind is Allie. 
But he did after that, then he goes to get his building plans approved. He has no idea. At, at this point, I think he's done because he wrote, which we have skimmed over, we haven't talked about it. He wrote her weird one letter a day for a year, 365 letters, and not a single one came on and not a single one came answered. So the so the narrator says that he wrote a farewell farewell letter, packed up and moved to Atlanta. And then World War II happened. So I don't think at this point until he sees her is when he's going to build the house that she planned out for him. Because the narrator says, after that day, something inside Noah snapped. And I don't think at all he thought that he was going to see her again. He just didn't know what to do. He uh, Think of it as a painter uh, with an empty canvas, and he didn't know what to do. I agree. And he just needed inspiration. It was, it was think, not trying to get Allie back. If you think that him writing 365 letters is crazy, then I will uh, raise you that her mother saved the letters, all of them, for years. Six years? Seven years then? Mm -hmm. Seven years. She saved them and wrapped them in a ribbon. And just well, like, she well, she probably kept them and wrapped them later. Why? She was obviously but, a romantic at heart. But I mean, I I get that. But oh my god, like you held on yeah. to them even you went to the engagement, right? Like mm -hmm. you said yes to to. Uh, it would just seemed like whoa. I guess it's mom, a, it's yeah. a very romantic thing, but it's at the, at the same part. Like man. Uh, poor Lon, poor uh, the Ellie's dad. I guess. No, yeah, the he, uh, just admitted that she doesn't. Oh, I, I love your father, but he's just so vanilla. You know, he is vanilla. She uh, is just reflecting Ellie and Lon's it. relationship. She's, she's regretting her choice. Like she doesn't love the the dad. She tolerates it, and she. she well, drives back to to watch, uh, you know, the, Andre the Giant chuck some coal in in the super creepily. No yeah. bull crap, bull crap, you two. No, 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 no. That's not what happened at all. She, no, she, <laughs> she, she, she is absolutely happy. Um, Allie's mom is exactly happy where she's at because she was. She's the one that said Noah is trash, trash, not for you. I mean, like, all she was trying to do, all this movie's trying to tell us is simply this. Ladies, which is, I'm not saying this is the right way. This is what the movie's saying, in my opinion. Ladies, you have two choices. Do you want the guy who's safe, who has a good bank account, may yell at you a few times, but, you know, <laughs> you have, you know, pretty, pretty solid life until you die? Or do you want the guy who makes you paint with your boobies out makes you feel sexy uh makes you love yourself does crazy things just just rowboats and 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 storms and rawr. wow that I mean, sounds that sounds like like a sexual act do you guys do you just, want a man who rowboats i'm just saying i mean come on that's what this movie's saying that's all this movie is why saying why do i have to pick one or the other why can't i have both in the same man because that's not realistic that's not, not realistic. well it's certainly not this well, movie 
And it's and it's not this movie, and it's not realistic. You can't have the crazy guy and have the stable guy. You just you 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 just can't. I'm crazy. Wow. I'm crazy stable. Thank you. Well, here's the difference between crazy stable. Okay, we're also talking about the 1940s. Times have changed a little bit here, folks. Mm -hmm. Right? Men have changed. Right? We don't sit there and say, "Hey, woman, we're going to work. Cook me dinner. See you tonight." That doesn't happen. So, yeah, times have changed, but I'm just trying to say that you can't have both. Same with men. Men, you can't have the crazy woman that will do whatever you want, and you can't have the stable one that doesn't exist. Because, a little secret here, a little, little man secret, I'm sorry, Eric. There is a woman you take home to mom, and there's a woman you don't. You marry the one you take home to mom. Don't marry the one you don't. Wow, this is an interesting conversation. This is this because this is this legit movie. No, this is it's 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 totally legit, right? Because Noah's not the guy you bring home to mom. Why? He's a he's a hardworking guy with a solid job who goes to war and for his country, who comes back, buys a house, renovates the house by hand, seemingly very quickly. Uh and is this like expert woodworker? Like that's a that's a manly man right there who in right. his youth maybe did some crazy things, but now is like he's a stable guy. Yeah, but then Lon is part of Hammond Cotton and has mm-hmm. all this money and you know stability. Anyway, so we get the proposal. You know, we get this. We get this. Oh God, I don't like Lon. I don't like what him. The, he's just, I, I like so Lon. Lon. I don't like Lon. He's Love just him. so. He's just. He's just so vanilla. He's just so, so likable. I want to punch him in his yeah. teeth. Yeah, he's a likable he, guy. He man. got Allie in a very similar way to Noah. He no, is. He, oh, he, yes, he, he pursued did. her. He yes, pursued he her in the same way. He was one of her patients. He was badly injured. He said, when I get out of here and I'm healthy, I'm going to take you on a date. And what does he do? He gets all healthy. He gets all spiffed up in his fancy uniform, leans against his fancy car, and he takes her out for a date. And he was probably fine. laying in that bed for, for weeks, months, right. however long, just, yes. just thinking of her. Remembering that he is going to go out with this woman. I don't know how that is any different from Noah pursuing her. I, I, it, fine, fine. I will, I, will, I will swallow my pride on that one. I just don't like Lon. And just the thing is because I lost to a guy like Lon, right? That was the breakup for me, like I said in the beginning of the episode, is I lost to a Lon. So that's probably why I don't like Lon. Understandably, that you are rooting <laughs> for for one over the other, right? I just, it just Noah's is so me in that aspect when it comes to that. When it comes to that breakup and that real life aspect, right? It's like you try everything you can, you know, to make that uh, to make that person that used to love you, that used to uh, care about you, right? Who said they loved and care about you, and and you try everything you can to get their attention. Right. To make them see that not only are you better without them, but you also need them. Right. And and and, and when it comes unnoticed, you're just like, Bleh. right. Lon wins. I don't like it. I don't like it. So but I think I, one of the oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. What You go ahead, please, because I was going uh, to the reveal. But go ahead. OK, I was going to say, uh, I think one of the things that this movie struggles with in that relationship is that Lon doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, You know, if you're watching Titanic, you know, Cal 
is a jerk. Uh, we have reasons to dislike him and for us to cheer for Rose and Jack. In this case, Lon loves her and she loves him. Obviously, Allie and, and Noah love each other. There's no reason for us to be like, oh, I hope she goes with Noah, other than this, like, I hope she goes back to her first love or, you know, kind of reminiscing about that in our lives. Uh, so there's, there's like just nothing. I mean, I know you keep saying he's vanilla, but there's nothing wrong with Lon. He's a good guy who loves his fiance, who just wants the best for her. And that's why he gives her up. Uh, I'm curious if they hadn't had that conversation where he says, you know, I have three choices. I could beat him up. I could do this or I could let you go. And every time or every option means I don't get you, you know, would she have gone back to Noah? Yes. Uh, okay. I or mean, would I mean, she yeah. have stayed with Lon and been unhappy, both of them knowing that she wanted to choose Noah the whole time? Well, it's just because she doesn't love Lon. I mean, like... Is that yeah, what it is? I, one, one yeah, I think she does. Well, what because she, she thinks that Noah doesn't love her. She loves with her heart, the other one she loves with her mind, maybe? No, no, I just... No. Lon, Lon brings out the woman in her that she was before Noah, right? And yeah. Noah... No, again... I joked about it, but to me, it's actually an important scene where she's painting naked. I mean, uh, well, not naked, but topless, I guess I would say, because she's just she's free. Her hair is down. Her hair's a mess. She's she is she is not judged. She can do whatever she wants, and that's what she wants because for so long, right? She has been told she knows that if she goes with Lon, she can't paint naked. As an example. Right, not literally. She can't let her hair down and just be her. She has to sleep in separate beds. She has to cook dinner. She has to go grocery shopping. She has to do what a woman is supposed to do for her man mm -hmm. at that point in time. And that's not her. But I think the interesting thing then is when we jump ahead to sort of the ending and throughout the movie where you see the old couple, old Allie is always impeccably dressed. Her hair is done. She's in a blazer and a skirt and hose and heels, which to me calls back her rich upbringing versus this kind of carefree lifestyle that she had with Noah. Whereas the Noah character is in sort of like a flannel shirt. I mean, it's still a nice flannel shirt, but it's he's, he's just kind of a little more down home. Uh, and she is like dressed to the nines for a, you know, Tuesday afternoon or whatever day it is um, in the story. She can be herself when she's with Noah. That's kind of my point. I mean, when she's out in public with Noah, probably she dresses pristine and, 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 and uptight. We don't know. We've never seen that. But with Noah, she can feel complete. So uh, gut-wrenching scene, right? Noah completes the house. This is kind of funny going back to the uh, 19, late 1940s early 1950s he finishes the house he tries to sell it and he doesn't want to sell it because he gets rip-roaring drunk for 10 days and he says no to everybody who wants to buy it he's selling the house for forty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> sarah let's sell now and buy that place forty-five thousand dollars. oh my god that's amazing it's overpriced he oh. they, ready. They, they, was it over? Or, or, no, uh, no. Somebody offered fifty thousand. So fifty thousand, yeah. 
a forty-five thousand dollar house in 1947 is equivalent to a five hundred eighty-three thousand dollar house. Oh my lanta! So we're looking at if they offered fifty thousand, that was like six hundred and fifty thousand today. Oh my! Which I lanta. mean, that sounds about right. Like it's a beautifully restored plantation home. Yeah, there's uh, on the river. Like it's gorgeous. Yes, that's how much it's going to go for, if not more. Oh yeah, I'm surprised not a mill. Like it is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. What a gorgeous, That's gorgeous home. So he take he gets his picture in the paper. Guy restores house. Allie tries on a dress. My wife liked her dress. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry if I'm being stereotypical. You did not like the dress. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gina hated it at first because she was like, "Oh, she's not wearing sleeves." Gina likes sleeves. She doesn't like strapless. Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, wait a minute." It's not strapless. Uh -huh. And then she sees, uh, and then Allie sees Noah's picture, complete the house, passes out. That's stereotypical. Who cares? She's in the bathtub, and she's like, guess what? I'm going to go see Noah. She goes to Lon looking stunning, and Lon, dry as toast, is like, hey, honey, you're at my work. What's going on? And she's like, I got to get away. He's like, okay, have fun. I'm not thinking of anything. Because I'm dry as toast. He's been drinking. Because he's focused on work. Oh, she's stop been, it. She's been planning a wedding. He knows that she's stressed out. Take some time for you, honey. Take some self-care time. She's, she says, I got to go to clear my head. And he's like, oh, well, you know, hey, hey, you know, uh, it's always normal to get cold feet. She goes, no, there's no cold feet here, big guy. I'm just going to go and just take a couple of days in Seabrook. And he's like, Seabrook? Why Seabrook? And then cut. Come on. Yep. What clear an idiot. my head. More like what an idiot. Like gifts on her head. Yeah, get, 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 Eric. Clear, her, clear her. Clear her feminine wiles. This is nonsense. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lon, Lon, Lon deserves to be cheated on for that gullible stuff. He's like, are you okay? She he says yes. her. Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> Come on. What an idiot. What an what, idiot! What I am Team Lon all the way. You no, you're a, not Team Lon. Yep. Jordan, he would be upset if he held her back. If he, if, if he said, "No, you no, can't." Woman, you can't go. No, I would, I would, I would, be, I would actually not say he's toast if he questioned her a little bit more. Like, what do you, I mean? Like, are, are I mean, like, I know I've asked you like three times. Like, are you cool? But like, are you cool? Like, I mean, do you not want to marry me? What's going on? She's like, no, I just, you know. You know, just just want to go to Seabrook. Well, okay. Well, what's in Seabrook? Oh, you know, this this is on her. You know, part. I know what's on her, but God, I hate Lon. <laughs> so, but for no reason, this is not through his anything. You know, like this is her action. When you have a character in a movie that is so bland, something's off. Now, either that's the writing, that's the directing, or that's the actor. But it's the writing, because he's only supposed to be the obstacle, and the less mm -hmm. you feel for him, I guess it's supposed to be the better. You get a little bit for him, but not a whole lot. Maybe a little, right. little dose here and there, but you are always meant to be in love with the first character, just like she is. Right. She shows up. Oh, God. What a gut-wrenching scene, right? I mean, he's in there just minding his own business, drinking a beer in the morning, man after my own heart. And, you know, she, she pulls up. She's just like proper, right? Not Allie that he knows, right? She comes out looking like a million bucks out of the car, out of nowhere, right? Like a fart in the wind. She just shows up. 
<laughs> hey, I'm here. He's just, he's like, what? Like, Hello. I'm proper now. I saw the picture with you in the paper, you know, in the house. We'll make sure you're okay. And he's just not saying anything. Oh, God. Oh, God. His heart was in his throat. You guys did not feel this? I felt it. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah. I felt so bad. He was just like, oh, my God, here she is. I wish they didn't cut the scene that's in the book that I loved where uh, they chit-chat, finds out that him and Cod and blah, 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 we can be friends, you want to stay for dinner. And then there's a whole scene of them. Sarah, remember this from the book where he's catching crab? It's been a while since I read it. Okay, well, well, there's a whole scene in the book where he catches crab and he's teaching her about catching crab. And then she has to go into the cage to get the crab. And then he teaches her how to cook the crab because she doesn't know how to cook it. Pretty much just the book's way of just saying, you know, this pristine girl doesn't know how to get her hands dirty. And they're drinking beer, eating dinner. Uh, little side note, the dinner table that they are eating at, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling himself built for the movie. He did. Yes, he did. And he's like, hey, Allie, guess what? She's like, what, big guy? He's like, hey, this is the room that we, you know, just the tip in. And she was like, oh, oh, my God. He's like, hey, come back tomorrow. I've got something to show you. She's like, okay. It's right? the rest of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we get the classic swan scene with the kiss. Uh, fun fact, not a single one of those swans or geese or ducks or whatever, not a single those, one of those things those are, are real. Those are geese. Whatever, they're not real. It's all CG. Well, those are CGI tame geese. Can you tame. believe that? That doesn't look CG. Uh, the, the really, geese at the beginning of the movie do. No, 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 man, in the boat, man, in the boat. That looked good. Oh, uh, it just looked like like a layered shot. I thought it yeah. looked good. Oh yeah, two thousand four. It looked good. But wait, you said it was all CG. I I would think that it would be. You know what I mean? Like it just have it be like a layered shot. Like just get a shot of all those ducks in like a lake. Geese. Geese. Excuse me. All those fowl. Oh, just in that lake, and then you can impose it or, you know, layer shop over it of them canoeing through. Uh, well, re well, regardless, I just found it awesome that all those fowl were fake. That's all I'm trying to say. The I just, fake I just, fowl? The fake fowl. Uh, also fake, what a horrible kiss. My wife and I paused it. So here's the scene. He's like, oh, my God, it's going to rain soon. So they go back, right? We get the romantic music, right? And they're getting drenched in water. He takes the boat out of the, the water on the dock. And she's like, why didn't you write me, right? And he's like, I wrote you every day for a year. And she's like, what? Right? So you're quoted. And then they have a kiss. Did you guys pay attention to the kiss? It was like, Always. it was like. Oh my, it was horrible. You, what a terrible director. You would say, cut, 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 cut. Do it again. Why keep this in? I don't know if I can explain the kiss right for people who are listening, Please but do. it, it he, he picks her up passionately. She wraps her legs around him and then she kisses her lips, kiss his chin. Like, I mean, kiss his chin, like just plant on his chin oh, and his hairy. Well, he's got a big old chin. There. Right. He's got a she misses this face. man beard chin. And then, like, he kisses, like, below her nose, but it's not quite upper lip. Like, it's in the space that I don't know what to call between upper lip and nose. Your frenulum. Is that the frenulum? Are, are you serious? I think it's called a frenulum. 
okay, Movie Guys podcast is also educational. He kisses that. Uh, oh. Boar's kiss. Oh, that's that's not. No, that's that's wrong. Sorry. Don't Google that, folks. Don't Google that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Typical Movie Guys podcast. Uh, Sarah, worst kiss. Eric, uh, worst kiss. This is a bad kiss. Sarah, what do you think? It's not a great kiss. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Kevin Costner kissing in Waterworld. Nice. Uh, but also, Eric, what's the movie we just watched that had the really bad kiss in it? The, uh, oh, it uh, was it Kevin Costner? No, the one just recently where they're like eating each other's faces. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think. What did we? Oh, what did we watch that they had where they were just eating each other? The part between your your lip and your nose is called a philtrum, by the way. You were close. I was. Just don't Google the other one. Um, I can't remember what movie it was, but had a similar really awkward, really weird kiss. Where it's like, oh, maybe it was Kevin Bacon. No, he hasn't. He didn't kiss anybody in uh, Moon Knight. Oh, it was. Was it Gattaca? Yes. I think it was Gattaca. Was it Gattaca, Uma Thurman, and Ethan Hawke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that for the first yeah, time recently, was, and it was, it, yeah, it was, was like he was devouring her face. Yeah, this is bad, though, because it because 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 the difference between devouring somebody's face and this is that this looks like it hurt. Well, and this was voted, like, what, MTV or Nickelodeon, like, best MTV. kiss, and they had to reenact it on stage. Like, that was sexier than the movie. Well, yes. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah, right? Because at that point, I think they were dating. They just, no, 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 they weren't. Oh, because in this movie, they hated each other from the beginning. And then eventually they dated and then they broke up. And they they should have got back together. Yes, no, they filmed all of the grown up, you know, like like bearded Noah Mm -hmm. scenes. They filmed all that first First. and they hated each other. And then they had an intervention like during they're like dude we gotta figure this out do you guys know fun fact before we talk about the other scenes real quick do you know this is a fun fact from imdb that britney spears auditioned for this role and her audition tape sold for a million dollars in may of 2021 on ebay nice i did not know that and that sounds like a terrible movie i would love to see britney spears in this anyway um again i forgot uh, Sarah, we talk about it sometimes. Uh, we get, we get, we get, we get, we get alley boob. We get, we get side boob. Oh, cool. You, I'm all well, about side boob. Yeah, I know, right? You've talked about it before. I, I, it, it's like, okay, that was great, great sexy. Now, now they definitely had sex in this one. Yes, this was good. The this for, was good. The forbidden so. love. I love that he that he plamps that he plops around the bed and then like the feathers of the pillow come mm-hmm. up like a nice little detail from the time, and love affair starts right. Uh, well, that it happens after the the letters. No. No, right? no, 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 no. Isn't that no. what it was? They they oh. have they have their they yeah. So they come in from the boat. She says, "Why didn't you write me?" He says, "I did it for a year." They do it all over the house. And then they wake up the next morning. And he has no energy. And she's no energy. Just, no energy. He is completely pancakes. drained of fluid. He's like pancakes. And then Martha Shaw, the most oh. innocent person in this movie, comes back, who was a war widow who lives in whatever ridge a town over, who is banging Noah on the side, his side chick. And then Allie, 
you know what? I asked Ice Gene this question, Sarah. I'm sorry, here I am being sexist again. I'm not trying to be, but it's like Allie comes out and says, Oh, this is Martha. Why don't you come and stay for dinner? Why would she do that, Sarah? Because she knows that she's got Noah. Like she's she's got that claim. Uh, I don't know. Is, I think it's I mean, I'm sure that, that's weird, southern. right? You, that's weird. Yeah, it's her southern hospitality. That's weird. Her mother though, taught right? her to welcome guests into the house. Yeah, but them. it's just but it's just like, oh hey, I just got done having sex with your man who you've been having sex with. Mm-hmm. Come in for dinner. Isn't that a little weird? Yes. Okay. All right. So then, you know, we have that weird dinner scene, uh, and then, uh, you know, Noah and Martha are, like, done. uh, Next scene, she wakes up naked in bed. No man in the history of mandom has ever put white arrows leading to her special room. That's never happened in real life, ladies. It will never happen in the future. It's not happening to you now. That's crazy. Step up your expectation, (laughs) women. Get you a man. I'm just saying, it get you a special happen. painting room do you, do you and think, give you surprise arrows. Do you think he cut those arrows the night before or the morning of? I'm just saying, <laughs> and plus, and plus, and plus, they were stuck to the ground. Yeah, Are they, they were like painted tape? to the floor. Right. Here's the thing: they didn't have sticky tape. Right. It's it, it's stupid. It's stupid. But hey, it's fine. It's romantic, right? And he and she discovers this is the scene, right? This scene's actually really important to the movie because this is the scene. When she realizes that this is the man she's going to end up with no matter what happens in the rest of the movie, right? Because dude listened and built the house to her specs. She has a room overlooking the water where she could paint. Now, that is a little weird, right? I mean, like, he he, he builds the house and he has a room dedicated with paintbrushes. I was going to say, a fully and- stocked painting room for her. Right. I mean, what does he do for a living? Does he work back at the Yomber Yard? We don't know. But it's ready to go for where she ever comes back, right? That's the craziness, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I am then Walt Whitman here and contradicting myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where it's like where I said earlier that he wasn't building a house for her, but clearly he is. Right? I mean, like, Jesus. Still never gave Lon the chance. I'm sure that they go to spectacular shows. They they travel. Their children would have gone to the best schools. I'm sure that when they uh, would have grown older, that uh, because of, of him being so wealthy, she would have been able to stay at home with her Alzheimer's uh, rather than uh, being stuck at some sort of home. Uh, technically, she... Anyway. So, she wakes up, sees the room. She's Painted naked, knock at the door, here's mom, and mom's like, hey, get dressed, bud. I'm going to take you somewhere. This is the twist, right? This is this is the scene of the movie, right, where the stuck-up vanilla mom says to her daughter, do you see that guy over there, the slinging coal? Well, that guy and I used to be something. I mean, right there, right? I mean, like, that's like, oh, my God, this is this is a realization, right? That, yeah. hey, I mean, I went with Elon, but I had a Noah. What do you want? But then that's bullcrap because her mom called him trash early in the movie. So then we get the fight, right? Mom drives her back. Here's the letters. You know, Ryan Gosling's looking sexy. I don't care what any of you say. Sexy. 
and then they have their big fight that I quoted last night like a simp. Oh, yeah. Made my wife smile. I'm not going to do it for the show. Oh. I told her I wouldn't. Oh. God, do you want me to really do it? Because I could, but well, I don't Can want you do to. it from memory? Yeah. No. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, fuck. <laughs> you you want to give just maybe a, a good a few delivery here, a, a Oscar award-worthy uh, delivery? Stop thinking about what he wants, what I want, what your parents want. What do you want? God damn it. What do you want? <laughs> it's not that simple. It is. <laughs> Oh my God! Like I have, I I have mean, to go now. <laughs> would, you, would you be a favor, please? Just think your life for me. Thirty years from now, forty years from now, what does it look like? If it's with other guy, go, go. I lost you once. I think I could do it again if I thought this really, really. If <laughs> but don't you take the easy way out? You know. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was, I was really simp last night. Everybody. It was a and, good part of the movie. It was, it, it really was a. Uh, Probably the, the climax of anything, right? Right. And here's the thing. For any movie guys, fans that are listening, I deserve all the hate mail for that. Um, I will not be upset. Call me anything you want. You have my permission. The movie messes with you, though, right? Because clearly at this point in the movie, you who have half a brain watching this for the first time probably assume that the old couple is old Allie and old Noah. And uh, she's driving down the road. She's teary-eyed. She's crying. She has the letter. She has to figure this out. She has to talk to Lon. And a truck is coming towards her. And you're thinking the, probably the same thing that I thought the first time I saw this. Oh, she gets in an accident. She's like brain dead or something. Mm. City of right? Angels. Yeah. Right. God, don't. I hate that movie. Yep. Because it makes you cry. No, because it's a ripoff of Ring of Desire in 1986 from Germany. But don't get me started. Um. So, yeah, so she reads his Pharaoh letter. She talks to Lon, and he says, I could kick the crap out of him. I could shoot him, or I could, you know, just Let leave you him. Yeah, so I can't give you that. Boom, we get to old uh, Allie and old Noah. Now, I will admit for the show that I walked away after um, old Allie realizes uh, mm-hmm. who she uh who who young Allie chose. When Allie comes back, Gina loves this part. Young Allie comes back. Noah comes on the porch. And she kind of like shrugs her shoulders like, all right, big guy. Here we go. This is it, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as that part happens with the shrug of the shoulders, I left and I went to bed. Reason being is because my grandparents, who I idolize, who I respect full holy. I'm being really serious here. Uh, my grandmother has Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and right now she's 95 and my grandfather is living in the nursing home with her and he sees her every day, the breakfast, lunch and dinner together. He says goodnight to her, gives her kisses. She has no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. So that I can't handle, but I know what happens. Right. right. So, like uh, you know, but I was like, I'm, I'm deuces. I'm out. I don't feel like crying tonight. I'm good. So Gina finished it, but let's let's finish the movie, right? So old Allie figures out that oh my god, she's Allie and he's Noah, and she wants to take a drive somewhere. This stuff is is really really heartbreaking, right? Absolutely, this is stuff. Eric, yes. what do you think? 
Yeah, of course. Share grace. This is heartbreaking, this, right? This was the reason why I was started to get teary-eyed at the start of the movie. Because you know what was going to happen at the end. Yeah, exactly. And I said the same thing for Mulan as well, too. Because I knew what how the ending was going to... What, what happens at the end. And it's just... Oh, yeah, of, of course. It's very moving. Right. It's like, oh, boy. So she snaps in back into her Alzheimer's. And she doesn't know who he is. And they drug her. And he's sad. So we said at the beginning of the show so we can close it is that there's two different endings. So you guys saw the ending where they did not die together. Right. And we saw the end. Well, I didn't see, but I know Gina saw the ending that they died together. So, Sarah, I haven't asked you a question in a while on this. Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer prefer, uh, them going (laughs) to bed? There you go. And the doves fly or the geese or whatever. Or do you prefer the dying together? I think if I hadn't read the book, I would prefer them dying together. But I have read the book, and I know in the book that is not what happens because there is a sequel to the book where I believe Allie has passed away, but Noah is still alive. And it it's set, I think, about one of their kids. It's is called getting, The Wedding. Yeah, is getting married or remarried and needs to kind of save his marriage or something like that. Uh, and so I think, I think them dying together uh because the what's the the quote um i'll be seeing you no although when they start uh playing that i just then he goes on a killing rampage he finds a second notebook of every person that that has wronged Allie, and he goes in on a kill list it's called kill list 2000 notebook sarah the kill sarah that breaks you that breaks oh you without me seeing you? Yes, when he plays it on the, when he turns it on on the radio, or on the, yeah, on the radio or the CD player or whatever. And, oh my gosh. Just yeah. can't handle it. You know what's uh, really pathetic? That's my grandparents' song. Well, and that's, when you were talking about your grandparents, my grandma also had Alzheimer's uh, and passed away. And so, uh, anything related to that just... Oh, yeah, break you down. Uh, just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, because there was, you know, there was the days where she does know who you are and the days where she has no idea. Um, so uh, I I can't find the line. But whatever the, the closing. Um, oh, what was it? Well, while you're thinking about it, yeah. uh, w- one of the things that I love about my grandmother is that she always says, that nice young man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, well, at least there's that, right? No, um, I don't like them dying, right? Because that's just like so cliche for this kind of movie, right? I mean, everything about the first half of this movie was cliche. The second half was not cliche. It was really kind of like fun and different. But then, you know, them dying is just like, oh, really? I mean, like, die together? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So the closing line was... She says goodnight, and then he says goodnight. I'll be seeing you, right. and so and then they they die, and there's sort of the implication of like, okay, well now they get to be together. You know, she doesn't have Alzheimer's. They can be together in the, you know, Titanic under the sea, and right, relive all those happy memories. It's just it's just so fairy tale to have both husband and wife, old age, 
holding each other and dying in bed, right? Well, we all want- in it this happens. version, he doesn't die, and now Noah is a bachelor, a man about town. Notebook two, Noah on spring break. <laughs> what? And he goes you to been, Cancun. You, I'm just going Eric, off of sequels. Everyone, Eric, you have been saving that all day. I didn't. Uh, I. I thought about that today and you've been after watching the movie i'm not i'm not kidding you that there was a sequel to it after we watched it on on saturday and i did not know that that he noah lives through all this uh because i've only seen this once and it was when they both died so i figured okay well that was it end of story Uh, but to find out that he lives and goes on it's just like oh wow um i i don't know why i just went with the ridiculous of it just because any I figured that any sequel to a big hit is usually absurd. So why not make it with, with Notebook 2? Because uh, because it's Nicholas Sparks, so it has to be set in North Carolina and somebody has to get cancer and die. Yes, very, very good. One more thing I would like to add that's kind of going with film history before we get into our popcorn rains. I know this is a longer episode. Sorry, everybody. But I think this is a fun one. Um. I'm not being biased here, but I want your two honest opinion. You have been so, all Eric, episode, by the way, but go ahead. What, 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 excuse me? Bias. Go ahead. Mm. You've been shouting that you hate Lon. Go ahead. I have. This came out in 2004. So this is our generation's big love story, right? At our age right now. All of us. Is there... A Generation Z? Is there a Gen Z love story right now that's, like, big? Or do they not have one? Eric, what do you think first? For for movies? Uh... Yeah, movies. Yeah, what I'm saying. Because, because, because the Millennials' love story is clearly a notebook. Everybody that's our age has seen the notebook, male or female. It is the love story of our generation. Um, so, I, what, what years? I don't know. Fault in Our Stars? Yeah, I was thinking that, or maybe Love, Simon. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, really, oh, those movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, because the... What did I just say? Uh, the Fault in the Our Fault Stars. Our Stars. It's uh, ten years after, so... That's yeah, that one, one, that one's been out for a while. I'm talking about book, Gen The book Z. came out before that. And I mean, like, Wallflowers people... is eight, so it's even sooner than that's that. That's true. It, 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 how about anything that's come out in the past 10 years from now? So 2012 to 2022, is there anything that's come out in the past 10 years that's like a generation-defining love story? Because the reason I'm saying this is because I had that question last night. Is you look at the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, well, heck, even the 50s, there's always that generation love story that everybody in that generation kind of flocks towards. And The Notebook is that for millennials. So, is there one for Gen Z? Call me by your name? I'm looking at the the top 2010s romance movies. Yeah, I gotta gotta look it up, you know, it's... it's... And none of Me Before You, Perks of Being a Wallflower. None None of these hold a candle to the notebook. They don't really stand out, ever. Mm -mm. Uh, And I'm really trying to think if anything maybe (laughs) did... uh, there might be. There were some things that that were fun, like what was that one? Uh, 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 the Adam Sandberg one that we watched, the Groundhog Day one. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. You, know, you like, think that that is I Gen Z's one. Notebook? N- no, but oh. at, 
like I don't think any modern romance that we've been watching would push me to the same tiers that this one did no. either. I'm just asking because I just find that kind of interesting, right? Because every generation has had that, and Gen Z has not had that yet. So I'm just kind of curious what you guys thought. The, uh, Mama Mia? I, I don't know. Oof, no. All right, fine. Let's get into our popcorn range for Crazy the Rich notebook. Crazy Rich Asians, maybe? Crazy Rich Asians, I'm proud We didn't see Downton Abbey yet, so maybe. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I'll go first just to get it out of the open. Uh, for me, I mean, like, I'm I'm Okay. It's a large bag for me. <laughs> I mean, I just, I really enjoy this movie. Um, I, I don't know why. Now, the movie guy's Jordan is punching fanboy Jordan, saying this is not good. I mean, it's it's it's, it's generic. I've been making fun of Lon, this whole review, saying that this is, you know, that Lon is vanilla and dry toast. Well, this movie is kind of vanilla and dry toast, let's be honest. Uh, but this movie just hit a chord with me. It just came out at the right time when I was going through a bad breakup myself. It was one of those kind of movies. So the movie's always kind of stuck with me. So I've always kind of respected it, I guess, because of that. Um, the movie never gets tiresome for me. Um, I always like Noah and Alex's relationship. I, uh, it's, it's kind of weird because like, I want to see a sequel with Noah and Allie, like in the fifties and sixties and what their life is like together because I like them as a couple. Um, so that's the fanboy in me. Uh, the reviewer in me, there's a lot of scenes. I don't know if you guys fi- saw this or not. There's a lot of scenes when Allie's talking and her lips are not moving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The scene yeah. where Noah is saying goodbye to Martha and yeah. Allie is calling out to her. She is, she's not moving. Mm-hmm. Not at she's all. Not, not at all. And there's no. a scene when they're younger and he takes her to the house for the first time. And she's like, this place is gigantic. And her lips never move when she <laughs> says those lines. So this movie is fairly poorly edited. Uh, I said in the beginning of this long review that I preferred this, what I dubbed the no beard cut, where there's like 20, 30 minutes of extra footage that just makes sense. Uh, that this movie has edited out. Why call the movie The Notebook and edit the scene out where the old Allie tells old Noah about The Notebook? That makes no sense. It's his handwriting. He wrote it. Well, no, actually, Allie wrote it. In In the deleted scene, Allie wrote it. It's his handwriting. I know in the deleted scene, she wrote it. She goes, I finished the notebook. So it's like, it just makes sense, right? It's it's, it's just, oh, God. So um, large bag because the fanboy, I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, this is just a great, uh, fun, turn your brain off love story. And we have reviewed some crap this year. I go back to our first review of Love Actually. Crap. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, large bag for me. It's, 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 it's good. Eric, how about you? What is your popcorn rating? I can't believe I'm actually saying this for the notebook. (laughs) I, I I would give it a large bag too. It's, it was just a good love story. I don't think the movie itself maybe is large bag, but the story is just, it's just nice. Yeah. I, I'm always sucker for a love story. I have tried to deny that for years, but no, I, who doesn't love a, a, you know, just some sort of sappy sugar, you know, just something to um, make you smile. And that's what this movie, this movie does. It, it's, I, I enjoy it. 
you know, it it's hard to not enjoy. I don't know what other movie we haven't seen Licorice Pizza. That might be something. I feel like you need to get a movie needs to build momentum. And the notebook was one where it it got to um affect a generation and then carry over into maybe a, a few more so it was um something that they got some traction. So hopefully uh in a few years we'll have a maybe another romantic movie that was more recent that we could compare this to in in terms of your generations for uh, uh Gen Z. But this one because it's a it's also a period piece too, it, it's it speaks to a simpler time and focuses a lot more on the love of people and the their their actions how everything is just interpreted to what are they doing what aren't they doing and what what did this mean it's just lovely it's an innocent movie and um i enjoy it large bag sarah what is your popcorn rating for the notebook wow i'm i'm really surprised that you both gave it a large bag i'm gonna give it a medium bag uh i feel like the older i get the less I like this movie. Uh, there are key moments that I remember. Um, the kissing scene, you know, the boat, uh, her painting naked on the porch, just, you know, some of those things. Uh, but I think the older I get, the more I think, why didn't you end up with Lon? Obviously, it's not the story. It's not the love story. But I don't know. I just get more frustrated with her as I get older. Uh, I think it's I think it's a very beautiful movie. Uh, I love North Carolina. It was shot in South Carolina, but you know, similar scenery. Uh, the costume is fantastic. The 1940s was a great time for some fashion, um, and I I I would of course watch it if it's on TV. Uh, but I'm not sure this is one. There are other movies that I'd rather watch if I'm trying to trigger a crying fit. I know what other movies do it better than this. Oh. Uh, so I am not going to be watching this probably anytime soon. Can you, wow. can you share a, a movie or two that would would be on your crying list? Done to put you on the spot. Um, no, it's okay. I think it's actually more like episodes from TV shows. Yeah. Um, a lot from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Boo! Triggers. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Boo, Wendy Testerberger. Boo! Boo what? Wendy Testerberger. It's South Park. Just go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm being a complete asshole. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, so there's some, some Grey's Anatomy, some, some Vampire Diaries oh, uh, for those CW lovers. Um, movies, though. Uh, oh, like... Uh, the last scene of City of Angels. Um, so I brought that one up already. Uh, the scene between Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis in Armageddon, uh, <laughs> when she's saying goodbye, just, I can watch that one scene and I am sobbing mess. Oh. So, if anybody needs a good cry. Also, just Google soldiers coming home. Yeah. Oh, you're, the, you're that's, all set right that's there. a guarantee. Whew. Good Good cry for me as you watch the ending of No Time to Die. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel Craig, for all your years. <laughs> I love you, Mr. Craig. Let the sky fall indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
next time we talk to Sarah, we're going to talk about things I hate about. Right, Sarah? Ooh, yeah. There are things I hate about you, Jordan. Yeah, well, I, you know what? I am okay with that because I believe that. <laughs> and so next time we'll talk about that with our continuation of our Year of Love series. This is probably one of our longer episodes, not the longest. Eric, this is not holding candle to our three-and-a-half-hour House on Haunted Hill review years ago, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Blair we had Witch, a lot to talk about. Uh, though, is creeping up on Blair Witch time here. Blair, yeah, this is clear oh, Blair Witch. Witch. Oh, yeah. Two, I mean, like, hey, it was, it was a great discussion. I knew this was going to happen. I've been waiting pretty much all year for this discussion. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope everybody who was listening enjoyed this conversation as much as I have, and I'm sure you two have as well enjoyed this. But like always, check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Wherever you get your podcast from, we are on. Thank you so much for listening. Eric and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.